You know, there's so many of us that live and think that we're alone or maybe people that don't understand us or get what we're doing. And, you know, I've lived there. And for you ladies to be building this safe space, people are really able to find true, authentic connections. So thank you so much for adding so much value in this world. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. You know, we love our She Shines community and creating ongoing connections with remarkable women who help lift each other up. Yes. And in today's episode, we're going to take a look back at a conversation we had with brand and business coach at Align Creative Minds, Vettina Blumenthal, who you may remember from episode 27 of the She Shines podcast. And this particular interview that you're going to hear today went live on Vettina's podcast last year, just a few weeks into COVID, but we found so many takeaways that are still relevant today that we feel you guys absolutely need to hear. We unpack why it's so important to have a community of like-minded people around you, how the journey of self-discovery is crucial in helping you find the right people who truly make you shine. And y'all know since day one, Alex and I, we have been all in on connection, community, and girl talk. But honestly, none of this, none of the the interviews, none of the connection, community, and girl talk that y'all hear on this podcast all the time would have come about if not for a simple little DM. Seriously, to me. that's it. Just one, <laughs> one it. DM. I slid into yep. the DMs, guys. And that is our favorite way of connecting with new friends, with podcast guests, and even clients. Like, yes, clients. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to know exactly what to say to potential clients while keeping them interested and engage with your brand without sounding too salesy, which we know you're worried about because we've all been there, right? Feel our that. DM. Yes, our DM templates are going to take you from that, oh, like, am I creepy for sending this, <laughs> that feeling, to actually pitching your offer with ease and landing more clients consistently. Oh, yes, please. So to grab that, just head on to the show notes to grab your free gift of our land clients through Instagram, which includes three free DM templates to help you land your dream client straight from your inbox. You're already on the gram girl, so you might as well be monetizing it. Are we right or are we right? Now, without further ado, let's go on ahead and get into this conversation. Alex, Anna Laura, thank you so much for joining me on the Soul Compass podcast today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. I am super excited to dive into your expertise as 
the master of bill or masters, I should say, <laughs> of building community. And, you know, I know that every great partnership has a pretty epic story and journey. And I'm curious to know, you know, just briefly for our audience, how you ladies met and just, you know, birthed She Shines. Oh my goodness. Well, we actually met on Instagram. (laughs) So I am a former speech therapist and my husband and I had recently moved to Philadelphia where Alex lives. Alex is to this day, a full-time speech therapist. I had recently transitioned out of the field into health and wellness network marketing. And Alex was also in a health and wellness network marketing company, albeit a different one. But anyways, I had this friend that I went to undergrad with in Arkansas, uh, who was in a Facebook group that Alex had created for her network marketing business. Anyways, this like long tangled web of things like, you know, people say, y'all should be friends. Uh, So this girl reached out to Alex said, Hey, I just had a friend move up to Philly. I think y'all have a lot in common. I think you should reach out to her. Here's her Instagram. So Alex gets on, I'm I'm speaking for you here, but Alex. Well, everything is correct. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) she gets on my Instagram and I assume sees we have enough in common that she wants like to get together for coffee. And so I get this amazing direct message. So we both show up to the coffee date with notebooks in hand, (laughs) ready to learn and grow and have a friend. Uh, Like I said, I was brand new to Philly, didn't know a soul. We knew, I think then we wanted to do something together, but like I said, we were both in different companies. Like, I don't know if we were trying to recruit each other. I think we like probably thought about it. Like, oh, we knew we wanted to work together. Like we had hit it off so well. But like, as Anna Laura said, we were kind of on parallel journeys. And that's when we realized, wait a second, like we're, we're having these business meetings, uh, drinking champagne together and, and talking and helping one another with each other's businesses. And, and eventually we were like, what do we do this together? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we had transitioned both of us at like pretty similar times out of network marketing. Alex started hosting events in Philly for, uh, women who have careers that they're super proud of, but didn't feel were represented well in the social media space. You know, it's a lot of laptop lifestyle bloggers, creatives, which is all super amazing. But there's also this huge group of women that love their full-time jobs. And Alex really saw an opportunity to celebrate that. And I had started a photography business celebrating women entrepreneurs and women-owned businesses. And so Alex invited me to photograph some of her events. And it was at that time we were like, okay, why don't we just Forces. You know, you have career women, I have the entrepreneur creative community, like let's combine forces and just reach a ton of women. And so through she with Alex Winter and my photography company, the shine studio, we came together to create she shines. So we hosted our first event in Philadelphia last January. Wow. So it's like pretty new, but it sounds like you guys have been building a solid momentum since even before you even got together. Yeah, it's really funny. And I mean, and we'll dive into it a little more, I'm sure. But what we're aiming to do with She Shines is kind of how we met and built our friendship and, and built our community together. We really wanted to pass that along to other women. What 
qualities or maybe their values that you saw in one another that you knew that this person would make a really good business partner? That's a great question. Actually, (laughs) we, I think celebrate this all the time that we, I mean, literally, I think we send love notes to one another like every week. (laughs) Yes. So grateful for you. Uh, Because like I said, having that network marketing experience, you know, ultimately for either of us, we learn so many valuable tools along the way. Like, I don't know if you have any experience with network marketing itself, but I mean, both of us learned to take rejection really well and take people saying, you know, people saying no, people ignoring you, you know, just, it really creates a strong foundation for when you go out to do something on your own. Um, you have these really valuable skill sets. And one of those is choosing who you work with, being able to identify someone who is equally as motivated or just willing to lock arms with you and run at the same speed. You know, you're not having to necessarily drag one another along or like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Like we had just spent so much time trying to motivate other people. And that's not something that you can necessarily do when going into business with somebody. You both have to be, you know, more or less equally motivated, even if the time, you know, that you're spending on something isn't necessarily equal. I mean, I know for us, it's never 50-50 given the day, but the energy level and the motivation to succeed and to make this a successful partnership definitely is 50-50. That's awesome. I know I was just... (sighs) scrolling through Instagram the other day, my partner had uh, sent me an Instagram post by his name, I think is like Daniel P. He's like a real estate guy on on uh, Instagram, but he had a video talking about like three qualities that make up a good partnership. One is work ethic. <laughs> so I think that's part of it for sure. Values and also I think this one is a big one, but at the end of the day, each having the same vision as you move forward. So, I mean, whether that is like a committed partnership, like starting a business like you ladies, the same goes for working even with brands. If you're like an influencer or doing partnerships like events with certain brands, I think those are some things to consider as well. Absolutely. And we've learned that too with, with building a team, you know, as we grow, we're delegating more and more responsibilities and really, you know, every person that we bring on, like we have a diverse and inclusive audience and community and we want that well represented in, you know, our She Shines business. But, you know, at the end of the day, sharing the same values and sharing the same same level of work ethic, like that's something that we truly do value with every single person that we bring on or potentially interview for a position. That's awesome. I'm curious to know as well, as a partnership, you know, like any partnership, romantic business, uh, you don't always necessarily see eye to eye. And I'm curious to know, I mean, it's still new. You guys might be in the honeymoon phase, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm curious to know if there is a conflict or maybe a disagreement, how you guys would approach that. I think we're both very level-headed and when we're maybe deciding about something for the business, whether it's a brand partnership or a course we want to put out or, you know, changing the color scheme or the wording of something, we both approach it in what's best for our community. Does this fit in line with the business? And we really try and take the personal out of it. Like Anna Laura said, we both had spent so many 
years building businesses before doing she shines when we have learned to deal with that rejection and we've learned to take constructive criticism and really learned how to separate our personal selves from the business, which I think is what really makes us a great partnership because, I mean, it is a disagreement, but it, it happens all the time where I'm like, hey, I'm Laura, I think maybe we should do this. And she's like, oh, I don't know, like maybe it would work better this way. And same thing, and Laura will suggest something. And I say, well, what if we do it this way instead? And I think we're really great at rolling with the punches and, and throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And if it doesn't work, we change it for the next time. I love that you just said that, you know, at the end of the day, it's nothing like personal and you think about who you're serving and what's best for the community. And I think that is such a beautiful piece of advice because sometimes our pride and our ego loves to get in the way. At the end of the day, I love that you said, okay, who are we serving and what's going to benefit them most, which kind of leads me into the question and the purpose of why we even got on this call today, this podcast episode is talking about why it's so important to build community. And I'm curious to know why each of you believes it's so important to build community. We didn't even have a mission statement when we started. We we knew what we wanted to do, but we had not, you know, like sat down and wrote out a complete mission statement. We had a tagline and we knew we stood for connection, community, and girl talk. And from the beginning, we knew it was always so important for us to be able to connect with women, to build an authentic, supportive, inclusive community, and to provide a space where women could have girl talk. You know, whether that was a vision board brunch event, which was our first event, or whether it's a small mastermind event that, that we've been running recently, we really, through everything that we do, we want to make sure that thread of connection, community, and girl talk is there. And we've both been in situations in our past where we haven't found that community. And I know specifically for myself, growing in network marketing and, and it just kind of trudging along the social media space and trying to figure out where I belong, I realized I didn't belong because I did not have a community of women who were still working full time, but wanted to pursue passions outside of work, but they were proud of that. So for us to really provide a space for women to feel supported, like, hey, I'm working two jobs, but I also want to teach bar on the side. Like, yes, girl you fit right in, like, it's okay. Or maybe you're like Anna Laura and it's like, listen, I went to school, I got my master's degree and I realized that my passions lie elsewhere and that's okay too. And you have the support behind you to do that. So like I said before, we're, we're just really all about that connection, community and, and girl talk. And Anna Laura, for you, like what's your driver in why building community is so important? So I'm actually by nature, super introverted. So it is very easy for me to sit at home in my pajamas with my dogs and my husband and like in the past, like not talk to a soul, but it was actually in grad school that my roommate, she ended up hosting a, a women's like life group where she, we would have women over in our house every week. And so it would be very awkward if I just sat upstairs and didn't participate because it's literally happening in my living room. So it made it very easy to, you know, witness goings on in my living room of women really coming together in community and how much growth took place, how transformative it was. 
And so that was in, uh, in grad school in South Carolina. And then whenever I moved, my husband was in the, uh, we were in the military and he got stationed in San Antonio. So after grad school, I moved to San Antonio and again, didn't know a soul, but I knew I had that feeling like, I really need that community still. That was just right there in my living room. You know, I I was so grateful for it, but I didn't have it anymore. And I, I tried like different ways of creating community there in San Antonio. But it was really like by the time I moved to Philly, again, having to start over with the community, I felt like a bit of a pro at it. I'm like, okay, well, I know kind of, you know, I I can't be shy on social media. Like, hey, what's up, girlfriend? Let's go. Grab that coffee, grab the drink. Let's get some meetups going. Let's just do do all the things and try to meet all the people and then kind of figure out like, who are my go-to people? Because at the end of the day, you know, you only have a finite amount of time and energy to invest in every person. And so while I love, you know, connecting with everybody, at times it can get like a little overwhelming because it's, you know, there's just so many people, which is exciting. But that's, I think, another reason why it's so important to us to have these events that we started hosting together, Alex and me. So that's long story. Very short is I'm an extroverted introvert. Well, I really, really appreciate that because I would say in like my early 20s, I was like extrovert queen. Like I like loved being social. I love being out. And then something switched. It was like when I turned 30, I'm like, okay, I'm okay being home. And, you know, having just like my crew and like people that I really want to build quality relationships with. I'm really curious. This is a personal question too, because I've gone from like being like social queen to, you know, being okay, just like being home and like being really comfortable in my own company. I'm curious to know if you ladies have found a balance between like, I'm going to put myself out there and also like, I need time to refuel for me because I know you guys are putting on events for socializing (laughs) and building community. So what is that balance? And I'm sure it also has to do with maybe where you are on your business journey as well. But that's an open-ended question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The balancing is, is funny. I always say, and and Laura, we both have like different terms, but I always say balance doesn't exist. I think it's just a matter of what is your priority for that day or that week? What's the main focus? And then what needs to kind of take the back seat and you have to be okay with that and not judge yourself for that. And the both of us, I think more so towards the end of last year and this year, we really took a deep dive into our personal lives and our business life because we were getting a little burned out and realizing, I think it was around the holidays and like everything was happening and we're trying to do events and and run this business. And so we said together, we need to implement time for girl talk for ourselves. You know, we meet weekly, but instead of diving right into business and only talking business every week, we really need to set a time aside for the both of us when it's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> How's your husband? How's your fiance? You know, how are, how are you doing? And talking outside of business. And then we also decided once a month, we were going to commit to going to events, not just our own, but holding ourselves accountable to still growing and and meeting people in other social events. But I know for myself, it's important to spend time with my fiance and we just got a new dog, so spend time with our dog. But then I'm also working a full-time job. So I need to delegate time, you know, for my patients at work and to make sure that work is getting done. So it's, it's definitely never perfect. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned along the way, as I mentioned earlier, is just not judging myself 
You know, I, I have a goal, I have a priority or a focus for that day or week. And if that gets done, that's excellent. The other stuff, you know, if it happens, great. If not, I know I, I accomplished the focus for, for that day or week. Prioritizing is key. How about you, Anna Laura? So yeah, very similar here in terms of like prioritizing. There's a great book. If you haven't read it, I recommend The One Thing by Jay Papasan and uh, Gary Keller, I believe. And I love it because not only is it great just content, but they provide pictures and visualizations and that just really sticks with me. There's no such thing as actual balance. Like Alex was saying, it's all a matter of just shifting your focus and kind of going with that flow, accepting like Alex was saying, giving yourself grace for those days that maybe you didn't a lot for enough time to get everything done on your never ending to do list and, you know, not letting that carry, you know, with you to, to sleep so that you are rested and you can tackle more for the next day. It's just a matter of knowing when to just turn it off and knowing that it's okay, that not everything got done, but there's still tomorrow and you still have 24 hours in the day, like everybody else. And that you're going to be okay at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah. So key lesson is be gentle with yourself. I know all the female entrepreneurs in my life. Oh, we can be so hard on ourselves. I'm curious to know, this is like really one that I want to dive into. And I know that our listeners will really appreciate. How do you actually create community? And can you give us some examples and how you do that? I think the first thing to do is try and if you're looking for a community, start with yourself. What are you looking for? Like, what is your reason for searching for a group of women or, you know, maybe it's a mix of men and women to find the gap that you feel is there? And then how can you fill that? So for me, that gap was career women who were interested in pursuing passions or businesses outside of work. At the time, all I saw, like Anna Laura said, was laptop lifestyle, laptop lifestyle. And as a result of that, I was trying to live that life, but wasn't successful in my business, wasn't successful on social media because I was not being authentic to who I was. And so I had to take a step back and say, well, what do I really want? in a community? What am I really trying to find? Like, why am I even doing this? And it was like, okay, I love drinking champagne. I love going out in the city and finding new restaurants and and studios and boutiques and bars to go to. And I love meeting new women. Can I turn that into something? (laughs) And it was, yes. And and it started as she with Alex Winter when I connected with other career women and and it grew to, you know, what she shines is today. But I think the the first step in creating community is to start with yourself and, and figure out what it is that you're looking for and whatever gap or void that you feel is missing. How can you fill that? Yeah, I think that's really great advice. First of all, Alex is definitely starting with yourself. And like we talked about earlier, like knowing your values, knowing, you know, kind of your, your vision, even for your life. So, you know, like who you want to attract. And I know for me, having moved around so much, it's been really great for me to like be super intentional. Cause like I said, I can fall very easily into the just stay at home, you know, cycle, but not only is it imperative really for my business for photography for she shines to get out there and meet women but it's just good for the soul is really what I've you know learned over the years so being super intentional that at least once a month I'm getting to a new event and I'm meeting new women and I'm having coffee dates at least once a month with one new woman um, to get that 
that one-on-one time with somebody new and know kind of what you need and maybe what you don't need, you know, because there are people that at times in their lives can kind of like drain energy from you. But if you know that and are aware of that, you know, when you go into a new coffee date, you can just be on the lookout for, is this person lift me up? Is this person, you know, giving life or is it kind of like sapping energy? I I think it's very important. So, you know, if you want to, you know, spend your time and energy with that person in the future, you know, give yourself an ideal or practical number. Like if it's one coffee a month that you you have the capacity to give to someone, to meet someone new. And I really believe as well, like you had mentioned, Anna Laura, just really checking in to how you're actually feeling. Um, I am such an empath and I can like be drained of energy so quickly if I'm not like prepared or like do my little like intention setting before I go into meeting someone new but checking in seeing where you're at notice if you are giving a lot of the energy because I think it goes both ways like we can't just blame people for draining our energy sometimes we drain That's other true. people's yeah. energy <laughs> no, <Yeah. very> true. <laughs> like are we the one who's talking so much like being the observer of that experience is mm-hmm. is so key and I know that was something that for me like I am also like a recovering people pleaser and I had a really hard time saying no to people uh, when they asked me to go for coffees or some were for partnerships, but maybe some were for more like mentorships. And it's like, you know, you want to give back, but how much do you give back? And I think that's always checking into your capacity. And if you are drained and you are overextending yourself, one, you're sacrificing your business and the clients that you're serving. It's really just keep on asking yourself, like, what is my capacity? And what is my intention? Something else that we learned this past year also was saying no. Because on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are people who, you know, and I've definitely fallen into this too. When I moved to a new city, I'm like, I want to go do all the things, meet all the people. And especially if you're growing a new business or a new blog or something like that, it's just very easy to say yes to every single event that pops up. And, you know, again, if you know your vision, if you check in with yourself, like does, is this serving my long-term goal or do I need that time and that energy with, you know, myself or, or my husband or something else? Like, again, going back to that kind of priority, prioritization graph, how is this on the scale? <laughs> and it's something too, that we definitely had to learn and I think by the end of last year, maybe I think we had like finally gotten the hang of it, but learning what to say no to, again, not judging ourselves for saying no to that person or event, because I do think it is important when you are beginning to build a community, you do need to say yes. <laughs> if, you're lo- if you're looking for a community, you do need to start with yes. You know, we don't want to start with no, but as your community starts to grow and you have begun to really find out who kind of your people are and what your community stands for, and you feel really comfortable and solid with that and you have that foundation, then there comes a time when you really do have to say no, because there are going to be certain events that 
don't fall in line with what your community stands for, or there's going to be certain people who want to meet up with you for coffee. And you're like, Hey girl, I love you, but this is not going to serve my time well. And maybe you can shoot me an email and we can discuss it that way. You know? So I, I think it, it comes again, giving yourself a lot of grace and, and knowing when, when you begin to find your community and you begin to build a community, start with yes. But as you grow, really tune into yourself and, and, and as you get those invitations and, and you see events popping up and partnerships and all that stuff, you have to say, well, is, is this in alignment with what my community stands for, what I stand for? And again, checking in with that kind of energy meter. I'm sure you ladies have, you know, had some hurdles along the way uh, of building this business and building communities. What are some lessons that you've learned along the way? And maybe that might help serve the listener who is trying to do something similar for their business. So many lessons that, in fact, we have an ongoing Google Doc called Lessons Learned. Oh, Um, I love that. We update that baby at least once a month. I mean, just anytime something hits, we're like, lesson learned, and we'll go to the doc and add it in there. So it's it's literally a giant list since right after our first event. Like I said, my husband, he was previously in the military, so he's constantly like dropping the the military jargon. And Alex, I don't even, do you remember what he called it? Yes. So our our first event, uh, we kind of, I don't want to say we bit off more than we can chew. I don't think we knew exactly everything that went into like decorating, setting up, breaking down food, decorations, check it. Like time management was just not a thing <laughs> at our first event. And, but if you came to the event, like it was, you had no fabulous. idea. You had no idea. It was fabulous. But Anna Laura's husband is it told us while we were setting up um, using his military jargon, uh, it's called a sand table. And we had like a set time breakdown, like to the second, like when everything had to be done, we had visuals, like a map of our space, like what, what needed to go where. And here's a big lesson. If you're hosting an event, take a video or picture of the space before you leave because we did not do that and we're trying to work off memory and I, I still have the rough draft in my notebook. It's drawn to you scale. you remember it. It's drawn to scale of like where the trash cans would go, where the bathroom is and we we're trying to remember because we didn't take a picture or a video. So we put that in lessons learned and now we do it every time we scout a venue space. But yeah, we're just constantly trying to improve our methods and our systems and taking inventory of what's working or what's not. So as far as like specific lessons go, I guess in terms of building community, since that's the theme here, Alex, do you have any off the top of your head? Yeah, I think the one thing that we've really learned is when you're reaching out to someone, whether it's email or DM, First, do your research because you don't want to ask them a question about something that is totally not related to them or you're inviting them to an event in a city that they don't even live in. So one, I think it's really important to do your research. Like you got to do a really thorough IG stock <laughs> and figure out what is this, this person about? Where do they live? What do they like? And be intentional. You know, I think sliding into the DMs is a perfect way to build community in 2020. Yes, it worked for us. And many women in our community now, um, you know, continue to build their relationship through Instagram and through the DMs. But when you either want like a business advice from someone like, Hey girl, I would really love to pick your brain about something, or I would really love to grab coffee and talk to you about a future event. Having exact details about 
everything that you have in your brain is really going to help that person decide quickly whether it's a good idea. It's going to help prevent ghosting, <laughs> not responding to the DM. It's going to prevent the back and forth. Well, what time, where? So we always recommend like, if it's an email, link everything, link your Instagram, link the restaurant you're talking about, link your website, link your social media. The last thing you want to do when you're trying to build community is have that person do all the legwork. You want to make it very easy for them to say yes, or very easy for them to be interested in what you're asking or offering. And then on the flip side, if you want to I'm doing air quotes, can't see. If you want to pick their brain <laughs> or, you know, invite them for a business cocktail or, or a meeting or something like that, we always suggest offering to pay for their drink or, or pay for an appetizer um, just to show that you really are invested and interested in what they have to say. And, and you're not just taking them out for like three hours. And it's like, well, what did we even discuss over that time? So those are definitely some of the lessons we learned from reaching out to women and from, from women reaching out to us and, and seeing what's, what's really worked and, and what hasn't. Figuring out how you yourself can add value. I mean, if paying for coffee or, you know, paying for a drink, that's, that's awesome. But maybe you have like a skill or maybe you can offer to take their photos for 15 minutes or something. If you're a photographer, like just figuring out something that you can provide to add value. That way it's more of an even exchange. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's not just you asking for so much of their valuable time. Um, it's definitely something I, I learned that at a, um, a women's entrepreneurial meetup that I, in Philly, they would always say, you know, give your elevator pitch and then ask for help, but also offer help. And so it's just a really beautiful way of like giving and receiving. Yeah, I love that etiquette. That's such a good tip. You know, the coffee or paying for the cocktail is one way to do it. But say you're just starting out, like that's a perfect way, one, to not spend money, but also yes. <laughs> <laughs> the second would be to like, you know, who knows that from that experience of doing that exchange, you might get a referral. And that's a lot more memorable than going out with someone for a coffee at the end of the day. So love that. That's a great tip and a great hack. I'm curious to know as well, because I know you guys are living in two different states. So it sounds like I that you guys have done a lot of live events, but do you also build community online? Yes, we Love do. That. Yes. <laughs> we knew going into this that I was, when, when I lived in Philly, that I was going to be moving before the year's end. At the time, we didn't know where. So we wanted to continue the connection community and girls talk that we had established in Philadelphia to wherever I was going. And as we were building She Shines, we had women from all over the country start reaching out, um, not only for live events, but they just wanted, they just wanted in on, on like the fun space we had created for women. And so we, uh, last fall launched the She Shines Academy, which is an online hub for education and resources, whether you're a career woman or building a side business or you're a full-time entrepreneur anywhere in between, uh, you can come and join this academy and get valuable feedback from a community. But we're so excited about it and just to see that continue to grow. And, you know, I think we're just about every time zone now with, with our community from California to New York to Florida, just everywhere in between. It's, it's really cool to see how that online space has, has grown. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you ladies are adding so much value 
to the world and you know just by sharing your gifts and creating a playground that's what I like to call it for people to actually connect like-minded individuals you know there's so many of us that live and think that we're alone or maybe people that don't understand us or get what we're doing and you know I've lived there and for you ladies to be building this safe space people are really able to find true authentic connection so thank you so much for adding so much value in this world oh thank you so much for having us Bettina and giving us the this platform to even share our mission more and and connect with you thank you so much again ladies Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.